Hi, I'm Kevin Sorbo, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 127. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. And this week, we start our fourth season of On Screen and Beyond with special guest Kevin Sorbo, who played Hercules in the 90s TV show Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and Captain Dylan Hunt in Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. And he also has a new movie out called What If? It's in theaters this week. And you can go to kevinsorbo.net or thewhatifmovie.com to find out where it's playing near you. So... Go ahead and check that out. It's a good movie. I had a chance to see it. And let's see. We have a great show lined up for you. Kevin will be coming up in a few minutes, and we have received a few books recently, and we thought you might be interested in some of them. And it seems uh, you can check them out uh, at um, onscreenandbeyond.com and go to the Book Nook page, okay? And you can see those. One of them is called The Songwriting uh, for Dummies book, okay? And it's a great book if you're interested in learning how to write songs. And uh, it gives you all the rundown of, you know, how to write it. Once you've written it, what do you do with it? And how do you get it out there so people can hear it and things like that? So uh, it's very interesting if you're a uh, songwriter-to-be. And speaking of songwriting, you can also check out Killing Me Softly, My Life in Music by Charles Fox. Now, Charles has written such songs as Killing Me Softly. Of course, it was made famous by Roberta Flack and by the Fugees, depending what area you're from. And he also wrote Ready to Take a Chance Again, that Barry Manilow made famous singing, and Jim Croce's I've Got a Name. And he also wrote, now get this, the theme songs from Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, The Love Boat, and many, many more hit songs and TV themes. So, uh, you know, he, this guy knows what he's doing. And it's a fascinating book, and it's all about his life and everything. So you might want to check that out. It's a great book. And also, you can check out the Independent Film Producers Survival Guide. Now, that book, uh, of course, we do a lot of things with independent filmmakers here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, if you're thinking about making a movie... This is a book you have to have. It's going to help you out with all the legal stuff, and it's got forms that you can uh, turn around and use to, uh, you know, get your writers and your your uh, your whatever else you're going to need out there, actors and and everything else that goes along with making a movie. And uh, it's it's a great resource for you to have. So uh, if you're thinking about making a movie or involved with it, you might want to get this. It gives you some good stuff to follow. And you can check them all out at our website at uh, onscreenandbeyond.com. Go to our Book Nook page, and you can get the, our reviews on those. And uh, let's see. Um, I thought you might be interested in those. But uh, it's, you know, it's about time for us to get going here because we have lined up a bunch of interesting people for Season 4, and it's going to be a great season. And it all starts with Kevin Sorbo in a few minutes. But first, let's check out Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, it looks like a remake of the Fantastic Four is in the works, and it's the fourth version since 1994. <laughs> That's a lot of versions in such a short time. 
So maybe they'll get it right this time. And the Battle of Midway, which was a 1942 John Ford film, and uh, it's headed for a remake, and it looks like this time, guess what? 3D. All right, and John Cusack will play Edgar Allan Poe in The Raven, and The Raven has been retold many times also on film, including a 1963 release with Vincent Price, Boris Karloff, and Jack Nicholson. So check that one out if you get a chance. But uh, anyways, John Cusack is going to be remaking The Raven. That's about it for remakes. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming movies right here. Well, as far as upcoming movies, it looks like 2011 will bring us Butter with Hugh Jackman. Now, this is about a girl who has a talent for butter carving. <laughs> okay? It's different. That's different. And it's uh, it's about uh, this girl who gets uh, caught up in a local butter carving contest. And uh, I think it involves the, the woman who's the, the, the one who's always been the best butter carver and all this stuff. So it sounds a little odd, but, but we'll see what happens with that one. And uh, don't forget to check out What If. It's in theaters right now, and it stars Kevin Sorbo and Christy Swanson. And it's a tale of what might have been. Check it out. It's a good movie. And Catch 44 will star Bruce Willis as a stranger who leads three girls into a life of crime. Hmm. That's about it for upcoming movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City for sequels, right here on On Screen and Beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, well, it looks like production on Final Destination 5 gets started on September 13th, and it's going to star Emma Bell. And Kick-Ass 2 has been given the official green light, and it looks like Wolverine 2 is now in the early stages of the continuing story of Wolverine, and it's in the stage right now where they're trying to decide who is going to be directing it. So that's about it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD. Well, here's an old one. The Deputy, which starred Henry Fonda and Alan Case, comes to DVD in a 12-disc set on October 26th. And this one's a, uh, this one's a riot. Mel Brooks's When Things Were Rotten. In 1975, it was a comedy, and it's coming to DVD. There's no release date on it, but uh, there are giving uh, hints that the... The DVD is coming out, so check out uh, that. Uh, we'll keep you informed on it. And Falcon Crest, the complete second season, is set for release on September 7th. But the only place you can get it is through Warner Brothers WBShop.com because it's on manufacture on demand only. Okay, So if you want it, you tell them, they manufacture it for you, and get it out to you. That's about it for TV on DVD. Coming up next, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? right here on On Screen and Beyond. All righty, it looks like movies on DVD. Camp Rock 2, 
The Final Jam Extended Edition lands on DVD from Disney on September 7th. And October 5th, you can look for A Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, this is a, a remake of the original Freddy Krueger movie. And uh, it's making its way to DVD on October 5th. And also on that same date, October 5th, The Karate Kid will kick its way into stores. And that's it. For movies on DVD, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it is Hercules himself, Captain Dylan Hunt. It is Kevin Sorbo. Great guy. He's next. He's going to talk about his new movie, What If, and Hercules, and Andromeda, and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining me today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who is known around the world for his role of Hercules on Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and Captain Dylan Hunt on Andromeda. And he has a new film out in theaters now called What If? It's Kevin Sorbo. Kevin, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. My pleasure to be here. Kevin, I had the opportunity to see What If? And it's, it's a very good film. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, the thing that your role of uh, Ben Walker on the show, it's not your usual role that we're used to seeing you in. Uh, you know, we're used to seeing you as in action adventure and, and all this and taking your shirt off and all that. <laughs> um, but uh, this one, you did a great job in this role. I really liked the, the sense of humor you brought to the character. Well, it was, uh, it was a wonderful script. And, you know, I've got to come to a little defense of myself. I mean, when I got in the business, I got in the business as an actor. I didn't know I'd be Hercules one day. <laughs> so, but not that I would say no to that role. I had such a wonderful time playing that character and Captain Dylan Hunt as well. I mean, to have 12 straight years on television is uh, most actors would, would sell their souls. I think, oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I've really been mixing it up over the last two years. I've got, besides What If that opened here, uh, I've got probably seven other films that are going to open up over the next year. And they're all quite a, you know, they're all different. There's quite a variety of stuff going on. And I'm really? sort of making that move on purpose just to sort of, uh, you know, just for me in a way. I mean, just mixing things up and making things fun and more interesting for myself in a way. True. Yeah. And, um, you know, what if just came about just because of, uh, you know, my love for the script. And I know Dallas Jenkins, the director, really well. So it was just one of those things I wanted to do. Oh, so, so you knew the person and that, that's how they, they approached you with it? Well, Dallas um, Jenkins, who was the director and also did some of the writing on it as well, he and I are friends. We have uh, our kids are the same age and play with each other, and his wife and my wife hit it off. And I just, I, you know, he's telling me about this movie, and I said, well, I'd love to read the script. And he goes, yeah, tell me what you think. You know, so I read it, and I call him up, and I said, well, who's playing Ben Walker? He starts throwing a couple names at me. I go, well, why, why is my name on there? And he said, well, would you be interested in playing this? And I said, yeah. I said, I want this part. And he, and he said, wow, okay, you got it. You know, he just, he, he just wanted me to look at it and see if there was anything I could have switched on it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So I just jumped right on board. Yeah, and the cast is quite a cast in there. Yep, John Ratzenberger and Christy Swanson and the, uh, uh, Ryan from the Disney Channel. She's huge from the Disney Channel. And, uh, uh, you know, we brought in all ages to watch it. We had a premiere in Chicago with 3,600 people. It was absolutely insane. Wow. And we turned 1,000 people away at the door. Oh, and, uh, you know, I've been to movie premieres before, but I've never, ever, ever been to one with 3,600 people. Yeah. And the, the emotions 
the laughs and the, the, the crying and all the different things going on throughout the whole movie, it was pretty amazing to, to feel that, to sort of be in this swell of uh, ups and downs through the movie with people. It was yeah, a lot and, of fun. And, yeah, and it's, it's such a film that, you know, the whole family can go see it. Which... Well, that's just the thing, and they're not making enough of these in Hollywood that's right. right now. You know, we're a small-budget film. We don't have a $20 million uh, publicity machine behind us and to get this thing out there. So more Americans are complaining about not having movies that have good uh, moral basis to them and they're, they're family-friendly and... Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of so-called faith-based movies usually come across cheesy and soap opera in a way. Mm-hmm. But this movie doesn't do that. I mean, we shot in a very low budget of six hundred thousand, and this comes, you know, looks like put into it. Dallas did a great job, and if people want more of these movies, what we're hoping they do is is go to their churches, go to their communities, go to their theaters, and say, look, we'll fill this thing up because trust me, the theaters. They'll bring the movie to a screen there if they know they got at least you know a week's worth of people ready to come out to it. That's so we're right. hoping that people get the word out. Yeah, and 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 I, the name escapes me of the little girl who played your youngest daughter in the film, but she was so cute. <laughs> she's amazing. She's it's Taylor Grothheis, and Taylor's just she's just amazing in this movie. She it was her first movie ever. She was the only local out of Michigan where we shot it. Really? And, uh, yeah, and she actually. She actually steals the movie with her one-liners here and there, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, now, this this is in limited release, correct? Right now, it's limited. I think we're at 300 screens right now. The word of mouth has been good. I know there's more screens opening this weekend. Um, people can go to the uh, the website. It's thewhatifmovie.com, mm-hmm. and they can find out how to bring it to their community, how to get to their local theaters. How to get to the churches? I mean, there's all kinds of the step-by-step instructions on how to get this thing viewed, whether it's in your church or whether it's at a theater. Um, and you know, obviously, like I said, you know, people want more of these movies. Well, here's a chance to send the message to Hollywood. Let's make this thing a success. Right. And, yeah. And get it out there. Yeah. And and it it had the feel of 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 course with the angels and I don't want to give everything away, but uh, um, you know, of uh, a wonderful life. No question. I, I, I tell people it's like a, it's a reverse. It's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. John Ratzenberger plays the angel Mike Michael, and he he shows up to uh, basically you know explain to me how I how I screwed up my life and I went down the wrong road and I had the road that was right right in front of me and I walked away from it. And uh, of course, I go back. Uh, you know, he sends me into uh, basically a parallel universe to show show me what I could have had, and I go kicking and screaming and. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I think everybody has a what if in their life, mm-hmm. and they would love the chance to see if they could do things differently. Whether it was a relationship, whether it was a job, whether it was moving to a different state, whatever it was, that everybody has a what if. Yeah, and and we're going to put a link on our site so uh, people can just click to go to find out where the film is playing. Because uh, and now it's also on your site too, right? A yeah, link, a link to... to they can go to kevinsorbo.net. And uh, not only get information on this movie, but also on my other movies coming out. I, like I said, I've got uh, about three of them for cable coming out, and I got another four that are coming out in theaters. And I have another another faith-based one called Soul Surfer, mm-hmm. which I just did some voiceover work for today, this morning, and um, it looks amazing. And that one's gonna have, that one we got Sony Studios behind. It's a bigger budget. Um, I'm starring in it along with Dennis Quaid and Helen Hunt and Carrie Underwood doing her first feature. Wow. Film. And Anna Sophia Robb. It's based on the life of Bethany Hamilton, who uh, was a top-ranked surfer in the in the juniors when she was 13, when she was attacked by a tiger shark and lost her entire left arm. Mm-hmm. Um, true story happened like six and a half years ago. Yeah. And, uh, this is her life. 
Yeah. In fact, in a, oh, it might have been a month ago we reported that uh, on our show uh, about that movie coming out with you in it and the different people who are in it. And uh, I remember that one. Yeah, it'll be out next. It'll be in the spring uh, during spring break of 2011. Yeah. Now, um, I also noticed that, like you say, you got all kinds of things. You, you know, you are one busy guy. <laughs> but um, uh, I noticed one thing, uh, and it's, I guess it's only been announced, or maybe it's further than that now, but uh, a TV series called Legendary? Um, I sold a TV show to the Sci-Fi Channel, yeah. Ah. It's, it's in the vein of Galaxy Quest, if people saw that movie. Oh, yeah. Tim Allen. It's a, it's a spoof um, basically dealing in the mythological world of Hercules. So... Um, we've written the Bible, now we're writing the first one-hour episode. Uh, we're just waiting on the Sci-Fi Channel to pull the trigger on it. But I did another one called Wolf Canyon, which is a comedy shot up in um, Canada, and they aired it in Canada, and it won all kinds of awards. So now we're waiting to hear from them if they're going to do this as well, because I loved it. It was a great character. I played a has-been actor that's pretty much a womanizer and an alcoholic, and it was, it's just a very funny comedy. And, um, you know, we're just waiting for people. You know, the, right now it's tough. The economy is oh, a bad yeah, yeah. weapon out there right now. It's hurting everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but, but, yeah, you've got so much going on. And uh, I was just looking through the list here of the, of the other ones that... Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, i got a movie called Julia X. Julia X, yeah. Which is quite different than the one that, than What If. <laughs> <laughs> I, I play kind of a bad guy in that one. Uh-huh. And um, another movie called uh, Paradox, which just opened in, in England. Uh, they're going to spread it across the rest of Europe, and I'm waiting to see what they're going to decide to do with it here in the States, whether it's going to be a theatrical release or if they're going to do it on the Sci-Fi Channel. And Another one called Flesh Wounds. Uh, there's another one called The Coffin, where my character is buried alive, a very interesting psychological mm. thriller. Yeah, that sounds good. Another one called uh, Pool Boy, Drowning Out the Fury. And for those who like Naked Gun and and uh, airplane and just really spoofy David Zucker type movies. Mm-hmm. This movie would be right up their alley. Oh, it's, a very, it's a very funny movie about a guy coming back from Vietnam that uh, decides to take all the pool cleaning services back from the illegal aliens. So it's kind of <laughs> timely. So, <laughs> it sounds like a good one. A very, my character is very much in the vein of um, of uh, Archie Bunker from All the Family. <laughs> okay. He's a very lovable bigot. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Now, going to. Um, Back to when you were a child, were you looking to go into acting? Was that something you, you know, as a child, were thinking about doing? Oh yeah, I was. I was 11 years old when the, uh, my uh, elementary school took a field trip to uh, the Guthrie Theater. And the Guthrie Theater is a very famous theater in America for people that know the theatrical world. And uh, it was the Merchant of Venice. It was Shakespeare, and I probably didn't understand most of the stuff they were being set up there, <laughs> but. I was mesmerized by it all. I was mesmerized by the people watching, looking around, and watching people's reactions. And I was also a fan of old Hollywood with uh, Spencer Tracy, Cary Grant, Catherine Heffern, oh, yeah. Humphrey Bogart, and all those guys. And uh, I think what put it over the edge for me was, was uh, Paul Newman and Robert Redford. I became huge fans in the late 60s, early 70s of their work. And then I just, you know, basically made the decision that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be an actor. Hmm. Yeah. And now, of course, before the uh, uh, Hercules came around, you did a lot of different uh, uh, guest starring roles. But uh, how how did you come about getting Hercules? Now that was filmed in Australia, right? Uh, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, it was New Zealand for seven years. You know, it was a typical um, audition process where you you know they call up and they say we're looking for this type of. Uh, person, this type of age range, and whatever else, and so I just, I just sort of went out there, and um, 
did the audition. I kind of laughed at first because you know I'm a big guy, but I'm not like I'm not like a steroid dude. And, <laughs> um, you know, they said, "Look, they're looking for an NFL quarterback type. That's the size they're looking for." And, you know, I was six three, two twenty at the time. And I said, "Well, I kind of fit that mold in, I guess." So. I went in red, and they liked me. They called me back again. They called me back again and again and again. Seven times they saw me over like a two-and-a-half-month period. Wow. And every time I went in, especially last like three times, I said, what do you guys want me to do? You keep giving me the same sides to read. You keep giving me, oh, no, we just wanted to see you again. We like you. We like you. And I um, kind of just, you know, I knew it was sort of there in the back of my mind, but I sort of forgot about it. And I went up to Vancouver to shoot an episode of The uh, the Commish with Michael Chiklis at mm-hmm. the time. And they called me up there on the set. And they said, you got the job. And I just remember walking on the set of the commission, looking at everybody going, all right, guys, I am now half God. You have to bow down before me because I just became Hercules. So, um, you know, I went down there to shoot five two-hour movies, and I got to work with Anthony Quinn as Zeus. And, wow. Uh, you know, I figured that was it. But then I, I kind of knew that we had something special there. I'm sure, but sure enough, before we finished the shooting the movies, they said, we're going to make this into a TV show. Mm-hmm. Now, did you mind being down in that area for that long a time? You know, I was I was single. I was uh, I didn't have any commitments to anything here, and other than you know the business. And here was a chance to work. New Zealand is spectacular. I recommend anybody to go see it. It's just a beautiful country. The people are very down to earth, very friendly, and I, um, you know, I, I I put in the hours. I mean, I worked my tail off. I was put in 12 to 14 hour days on top of lifting weights two hours a day they got my weight up to 235 and uh i just i just was into it you know so it wasn't a problem i was living there i mean we were shooting you know nine and a half ten months out of the year so that was home you know we actually passed baywatch in 1996 as the most watched show in the world and we held that spot until the year 2000 when the show ended wow the studio wanted to go another three years on it but I'd kind of reached a burnt-out phase with the hours I was putting in the work. I said, you know, seven years of this, I'm kind of done. And before the show finished, that's when I got the call from Majel Roddenberry about the show her husband wrote after the original Star Trek series finished. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, was Andromeda, and he wrote that back in 1969. So they offered me – the offer was too good to refuse. So it brought me back to North America, at least it was Vancouver, and uh, had a nice five-year run on that. So it was uh, very lucky. That's Yeah, that's – that that's unusual, to, you know, for people to jump from one to the other without, you know, <laughs> without any big space in between or anything. There was, yeah, there was maybe four months, you know. I hired a Pilates instructor and I hired a, a yoga instructor to, to do things I'd never done before to basically lose the muscle I had in a good way. I didn't, I didn't want to be that size anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got down to 215 pounds. I lost, uh, you know, a good 20 pounds of muscle during those four months just doing these sort of stretching and almost you know, the yoga, ballet, and lifting real light and doing a lot of cardio, and it, was, uh, it worked. It took a while to get it off, but, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't want to have to worry about lifting two hours a day heavy anymore. I still right. work out every day, but I didn't want to have to worry about I didn't care if I benched 300 pounds anymore. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Now, Hercules, was it, uh, uh, of course, it was a physical role. Um, did you ever get injured on that series? Yeah, I got beat up a lot. <laughs> so I got lots of, uh, I, I, I've got a recurrence of, of knee injuries. I'm about to have my, my fourth surgery on one of my knees. Oh, geez. Uh, I took a sword to the back of the head, which caused all kinds of problems. I had a big concussion out of that. and could have been killed if they hit me on the on the. The blade side of the sword, I get in the flat side. Wow! Um, you know, broken fingers, broken. You know, hyperextension on elbows, shoulder. My shoulder's completely wrecked right now. Where, where's all the Hollywood glamour? <laughs> oh man! You know, yeah. everybody well, thinks it's me, Universal won't pay a penny for this. So. <laughs> Jeez, what, are there any memorable moments from the filming of Hercules? You know, it's it's. I, I guess, you know, there's so many. We had so much fun in the show, and uh, I think the viewers sensed that and saw that in my relationship with uh, Michael Hurst, who played Aeolus. Uh, you know, we laughed every day on the set. My entire crew went on to work on Lord of the Rings. They all won Academy Awards. <laughs> and we were basically their training ground. I mean, the Weta group that did all of our creatures went on to win five Academy Awards on the three, you know, the trilogy of Lord of the Rings. And yeah. Nyla Dixon, who did all of our costumes, she won an Academy Award. And, uh, you know, they never had something like this in the country. It's a country of four million people. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know we have that in you know Santa Monica here. Right. So, um, I, you know, I, I guess one that sticks out the most would have to be the finale. I just remember my final scene was with Bruce Campbell, who's now in the series Burn Notice, and Bruce probably mm-hmm. was in at least twenty episodes and directed another five or six of them. And um, I just remember George Lyle, our first AD, announcing that's a that's a season wrap and a series wrap on the set of Hercules Legendary Journeys and big applause and everybody was on the set and I walked out and they announced me and we're saying goodbye to Kevin Sorbo and I walked out there and I tried to say goodbye and I just broke down and oh, really? it was seven years of my life you know and it was it was so hard just it really hit me hard that it was done mm, yeah. it was really done because that was that was my family you know when you do a TV show or a movie certainly a TV show it runs a long time you're with those people all the time. Right. You know, all the time. That's more family than your family, in a way. Yeah. Jeez. So, and what about with uh, Lucy Lawless and Xena uh, crossing over? Was that, uh, I mean, that added to your schedule even more, didn't it? Um, yeah. Oh, no question. No question. That was our third year spinoff show. Uh, we affectionately call it our lesbian spinoff because that was most <laughs> of our crowd. So, and they certainly played up on that angle. Right. So, and, her show became quite different from mine. I mean, I think the first year they were sort of doing a female Hercules thing during our season three and her season one. Mm-hmm. And then the show went in a completely different direction, um, became far more violent. I mean, she killed, you know, guys so many... I mean, I never killed anybody on Hercules. You know, they'd throw them and they'd land in a mud pie or something. Right. You know? So um, we pretty much just... Uh, our, our audience was like five-year-old to 95-year-olds and of both sexes and... Mm-hmm. Hers, hers became a little different beast. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. But you know, certainly when we did crossover episodes, that just added to the uh, to the amount of shooting. No question. Yeah, we had uh, Ted Ramey on our show too. That's a good guy. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering if you had worked with him during the filming of either your show, or her show. You know. Yeah, he came on. We did a couple crossover episodes, and he came on for um, a few of them. Yeah, and um, now. Uh, is it true? I mean, we see a lot of things on the internet and everything. Is it true that you almost got the part of uh, Superman on? I did. Lois I was down the last two guys with Dean Kane. Wow. The Barbara Miller, who's since has passed away, a lovely lady casting director there at the old Lorimar Studios, which was on Warner Brother lot. 
called me up after my final casting, final audition, testing and all that, and she said, you got the part. And, of course, I went out and celebrated with my manager and agent. We were all excited. And the next morning they called and said, now we're going to go with Dean Kane. Yeah. And it's just, it, this business can be very cruel. But, you know, in hindsight, it was a wonderful break for me because that show actually made it, didn't even make it to the end of the third season. And I got Hercules within, I think, probably three months afterwards, and we went seven years. So... Uh, you know, I'm not going to complain. I, I know Dean. He's a good guy. He's a, he's, uh, he's a friend. And, uh, you know, I think I made a good Clark Kent, but he's <laughs> definitely a better Superman. So <laughs> it, 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 it all happened for the reasons it should have happened. Yeah, and that's sort of like, what if? <laughs> you know, it's true. It, yeah. It, there's no question. There's no question. Yeah. We're going to take a step back. We just got a couple more questions. I know you know you're you're going to sure. be going here, but uh, uh, we're going to take you away from all these questions about the shows you were on and everything. Um, but uh, I wanted to find out what is your favorite TV show of all time. Wow! Besides Hercules. Besides Hercules, um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite TV show of all time. That's an interesting question because I think that it goes through stages in your life. You know, I'm, I'm going to go back to when I was a kid. It's a toss-up between Hercules and the Flintstones. I mean, not Hercules, uh, the, the Flintstones and Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll go back to that time when I was like ten. Um, I'm more of a sports guy, you know. I love watching sports, football, basketball, golf. You name it. I mean, I'll watch it. Um, my favorite TV. What do you want? Like my favorite TV show right now? Sure. What are they now? I'll say um, I'll say House. I really enjoy House. I think it's very well written, very well acted, very well shot. Hmm. Uh, what about movies? What's movies, your favorite movie? Favorite movies? of all time, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. No question there. That was quick. Yeah, followed closely by um, The Godfather 1 and um, Jeremiah Johnson with Robert Redford. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I can certainly, like I said, I can give you a top 20 list in a heartbeat. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know there's some oldies in there that I love as, that I love as well. So it mm. happened one night with Clark Gable. And, yeah. Classic. Uh, you know, there's just some great classics out there. Philadelphia Story, the one with uh, with uh, Catherine Hepburn and Jimmy Stewart, and mm-hmm. Rock Hudson. And, I mean, there's just there's just so many good movies out there. Casablanca, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's it's hard for me to narrow it down to one. I like so many. I love I love this business. And I love the old movies. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, were you a fan of Steve Reeves and the the old Hercules movies? You know, I was, and I watched them with my when I was a kid. Watched the reruns with my older brothers, who mm-hmm. were big fans. So that's how I, and and I have a to this day. I mean, it's unfortunately, we never got him on the show. I tried to get him on the show. He's passed away now, but um, I got a great letter from him, and back in the in the mid '90s, saying how much he loved my portrayal, he loved the humor of the show. Um, and the and the warm-hearted nature of Hercules and all that stuff. I mean, he sent me a very nice letter. I was very, very flattered. And as well as Ray Harryhausen sent me a very nice letter as well because we did an episode in, in paying paying honor to him, really. And mm-hmm. uh, it, was, it was neat that these guys actually watched and got letters from him. Yeah, yeah like you say, I can remember as a kid watching the old Steve Reeves Hercules movies and... <laughs> You know, even though they were the, usually the the lip sync was off. <laughs> I know, but it was great though. Oh yeah, you know, it's just great. This there was a wonderful cheesiness to it. But you know, he was just a, you know, guys weren't work didn't work out like that back then. Yeah, you know, he had this amazing ripped up body, and all those people were going, "Look at that guy!" You know, so it was like, "I want to be like that." Yeah, yeah. And just stepping into Andromeda for just a second here. Sure. Um, when when you got the part, were you a fan of Gene Roddenberry's you know earlier stuff like uh, Star Trek and 
huge fan of the original Star Trek series. I've seen them all 20 times at least. Yeah. I remember in college we would, uh, you know, uh, at 11 o'clock that would come on and after that would be the Twilight Zone and we'd watch those things. Mm-hmm. You know? So <laughs> um, it, was, uh, it was amazing to go into Gene's house. I never got to meet him. He passed away in the early 90s. But his widow, Majel Roddenberry, who passed away as well a couple of years back, who brought the series to me, brought me into her house and brought me into his office. I sat at his desk. He's kept it the same. He had all his wonderful paraphernalia around and all these speeches he's given. And I, it was just, uh, you know, you could feel his presence there. And uh, he's a very smart man. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is, this, the captain I played, Captain Dylan Hunt, was the first captain he created after Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we had a five-year run with the show. And it was one of those shows that did very well in syndication. But, you know, I don't, you know, the original Star Trek fans, I don't think it ever really caught on to them for some reason. I don't think they realized that this was a Gene Roddenberry property. And mm. we were supposed to have a seven-year run, but Tribune, the company that owned it, ran into financial problems with other investments. You know, they owned both uh, Chicago Tribune, L.A. Time Papers, they owned the Cubs, all that. Yep. We were one of the few things making money for them, but they ended up going in bankruptcy. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad. I wanted two more years on it. There was things that we needed to explain to the audience. <laughs> now, do you ever think there'll be any more uh, uh, Hercules, you know, reunion shows or, or Andromeda reunion shows you or know, anything like that? I, I doubt it. I mean, I you know, Hercules would have would have been done years ago. I think. I know that the studio now is going to make a major major motion picture, and hopefully. They bring me on as some other god or something, you know, age me up, make me play Zeus. I mean, it's, it's silly not to tap into that market around right. the world that knows me as, as Hercules. And, That's you know, right. To me, it would be a, a fun thing to be part of. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be neat. Well, I want to wish you luck with What If and all, all the other things you're doing, because we love seeing you on film and, and on well, TV. thank you. And uh, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Not a problem. Like I said, people can go to the, the whatifmovie.com, get the movie out there. It's a, it's a wonderful film, and uh, I think people will really enjoy it. They can take the whole family. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, Brian. What a great guest. Kevin is a great guy, and, you know, he... He took his time out to talk to us. Uh, he had, we had to change the schedule to, in order to fit him in uh, because he uh, we had it originally scheduled for another time, and then he had to change it because he was taking off to go work on another film. So uh, we appreciate him taking that time to get in touch with us and still doing the interview. Appreciate it very much. Great guy. And be sure to check out his movie, What If. It's in theaters right now, and if you want to know where it's playing, you can go to kevinsorbo.net or you can go the what if movie.com okay the what if movie.com and it gives you a rundown of where it's playing so uh also want to remind you to check us out on facebook and myspace and uh the links are right there on the home page of on screen and beyond down at the bottom and don't forget to check out the the books we've been reviewing on the on screen and beyond book nook and that's about it for on screen and beyond this week so until next week thank you for joining us I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.